0: Welcome and thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Akuo Church, I'm so happy to be with you today to kick off our series called The Beginning. And to do that, I want to give you some background on how we got to this. As you know, each and every year we go to God to give us a word or a phrase that will help lead us through that new year. Now this year, the word that we got from God was sturdy. We know that for this year to be able to deal with everything that's going to come in front of us and everything that we're going to have to wrestle with, we are going to need to be sturdy. We are going to need to be something that we can lean our, our own weight on and, and others can lean on, our, our, their weight on. And now to do this, We we won't be able to rely on the things that we do well, but we will need to be built on the right foundation. We find the scripture that we will be referencing this year in Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Here, Jesus says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash." So for us to be sturdy in 2022, we need to have our entire lives built upon the bedrock of Jesus. So here's how I'm looking at it. Uh, This week, we continued to take steps For us to move into the gym to start doing our in-person services in the gym there at Redeemer Lutheran Church in in the school building. Well, about a year ago, we had our friends from City Church donate about 200 chairs to us. So we need to get most of them moved in so when it's time for us to start meeting there, they can already be there and and we're not having to worry about having to move things at the last minute. Well, one of the things that kept on happening is that as we stacked chairs to get dolly into the storage area, into the gym, they would end up like leaning to one side or another. You know, and then what happened is if they were moved too fast or like pushed a little too hard, the whole stack of chairs would fall down and then we'd have this extra work to do. Now through the time that we were working with these chairs, I would see that all of this mess, all of the the lack of of, of foundation, all the lack of of sturdiness would be caused by one single chair being off. And not only that, the closer to the bottom of the stack it would be, the the less stable that stack of chairs would be. Not only that, but the lower the messed up chair on that stack would be, the harder it would get to fix that chair, right? Because you had to unstack it and get to the bottom and then fight against it. You would think that the lower it got, the more likely the weight of the chairs would like push it into the right position, but it was actually the opposite. The weight of all the chairs on top of it would put more force on the chair to stay in the wrong spot. Now, I think this might be the most spot-on thing of of what we're talking about. I think that we have these ideas on what our faith is and what we believe, but I'm not 100% sure that we have built our lives on the exact right thing. I mean, if just one chair is off, we're gonna be leaning. I'm not 100% sure that if we were to look at the way that we have stacked up our lives, that you have stacked up your lives, that it would be standing up perfectly straight. Now, if that's you, it's okay. That's why we're about to dive into this series. What we're going to be doing between now and at least Easter is go through the book of John piece by piece. Each week, we're going to cover a chapter or two of the book of John. Now, some of you are like, well, why, why would we do that? Well, it's because I feel so incredibly led by God to make sure that you know exactly who Jesus was in his time, who he is for us now, and how he wants us to live out our lives. How we're supposed to be treating the people around us, how we're supposed to be living our lives from for now and for the rest of our lives. Now, by the end of the series, we should all have a much better idea on how we can build our lives up straight. Not because of any of our great works or abilities, but because of Jesus. So, where do we go to find this info? Where do we start to build our lives up in a way that it won't come crashing down? Well, we start at the beginning. That's normally where I like to start. I like to start at the beginning. And yes, that's cheesy. I'm willing to admit that. But just hang with me through this, all right? There's a reason that I want to make our first big push into Sturdy by studying through the account of Jesus' life written by John. This account is known uh, as a different name in, in some church circles. It's known as the Gospel of John. And that there are actually four different gospels that we will find in the Bible. And each one centers on who Christ was while he was here on this earth and his eventual death and resurrection. We have already started talking about John, but the other three are written by uh, Mark and Matthew, who were firsthand accounts. They saw the events that they recorded with their own eyes. And the last one, that fourth one, was written by the apostle Luke, who interviewed people and put the events together of Jesus' life through exhaustive research and interviews. Now, each one of these gospels focuses on a different part of Jesus and the gospel shared by John is the one that, that I feel is special for, for a few reasons. It's the one that I'm drawn to for, for a few different reasons. Well, the first thing is like, I feel that John's style is one that can hit a wide range of people. For uh, someone that has been reading through the life of Jesus for most of their lives, there is something that you can get. The, the depth of it is fantastic. And for someone that is just getting started with their belief in Jesus or doesn't know who Jesus is, John breaks down some of the most complex theological ideas in very simple ways. So simple that even I understand them. But the biggest reason I appreciate this gospel is because it so shows Jesus having so many conversations with people. I mean, it's, it's about Jesus being in community with the people that were around him. So many times he's just one-on-one with somebody and just going back and forth with them. So by going through this series, I hope that we can improve the community that we have with Jesus. I hope that we will be able to understand him in a way that we never have. Because the stability for the rest of our lives depends on it. So with that being said, let's jump into the Gospel of John. Here's how he starts it. In the beginning, All right, so here it is, the first complex idea that is put into incredibly simple terms. This is John starting to explain how God can be separate but equal entities, also known as the idea of the, of the Trinity. Here, we learn about the Word. We learn that the Word is eternal. We learn that the Word is in relationship to God the Father and that the Word is also God. Also, spoiler alert, The word that John is talking about, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, okay? So what John is explaining here is that Jesus did not come, or did not at some point like in time come into existence or begin a relationship with the father that, that wasn't already there. He's always been there, from before the beginning. So long as God existed, Jesus existed as well. Since forever, God the Father and God the Son, the word, or Jesus, have been in a loving communion with each other. Both father and son are God, yet there are not two gods. There's only one. Like I said, this is a very complex idea to explain that was laid out fairly simply by John. Now, the other part is really interesting. It's about how John starts to explain what Jesus' purpose will be on this earth. The way he breaks down how Jesus is the light and he will be shining outshining the darkness. John is explaining how Jesus will defeat Satan, how Jesus will defeat death, how Jesus will defeat sin and all the things that are dark in this world. Now, one of the questions that occurred to me uh, during my, my studying through this scripture was, why did John feel like he had to explain all of this before we hear anything about Jesus and what he did while he was here on the earth? So I started doing some more research. And after doing some research, there was something that started jumping out to me. And it is found at the start of John's writing. There it is written, in the beginning. That's where we get the the name of this series, right? And It's also similar to how the Jewish scripture begins, which we know as the Old Testament. Here's how that one started. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Sounds familiar, right? So why would John write like this? Why would he start his gospel account in this way? Well, he had to, first off, build his case for Jesus. He had to profess exactly who Jesus was. And he wanted to make sure he did it in a way that the people of Jewish faith would totally understand. By using the phrase, in the beginning, John was accessing something that all people of Jewish faith would understand immediately and be able to point to. I mean, the Hebrew word that is used and we translate into Genesis, which is the first book in the Jewish scripture, is literally translated from Hebrew to in the beginning. So starting his book off in this way meant something. It's like if I say, y'all ready for this? There are Spurs fans from the 90s that will immediately have an idea of an intro video for that team and, and the song and the music that they would use every night they came out, which I believe They used for way too long, like into the mid-2000s. But much like when the Spurs moved on from that tired old song, the world was being moved away from the old covenant that was held by the laws that God had sent down. And in both of these instances, something new was a breath of fresh air. That's right. This, this gospel, was the start of something new. Something new for the Jewish people that had been bound to the laws and the Old Covenant. But it wasn't just going to be something new for the Jewish people. This is going to be the start of something new for the entire world. Just like in Genesis, right? It was, the world was created. It was something new for the entire world. So I think John was writing a new Genesis. This is like Genesis 2.0. Built not completely different from the old, the 1.0, the beta, but actually built upon it. Now, what John was writing was the second start for the world. He was putting down how Jesus was going to change everything into something new. And John continues to lay out exactly who Jesus was and what his purpose was. Here he writes, He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. All right, right here, John continues to explain what Jesus was all about. This is like watching a TV show that plays clips of the show that you're about to watch before you watch it. Like, it's not a recap of last week, but they start, they're like, this week on whatever. And then you see somebody doing the thing. Like That's what he's doing right now. It's a piece of the actual show. That's what John is doing and he's doing it masterfully before he tells the story of Jesus. He's giving everybody basically the story of him. And even in this, John, once again, makes something complicated very simple. John is explaining how Jesus will be rejected by the exact people he came to save. How Jesus will be killed by the very people that God chose to be his own. At least, that's what they they used to be until Jesus came and chose everyone. John explains right here the entire gospel of Jesus. All who believed and accepted Jesus become children of God and receive a birth that comes from God. John broke down the idea of salvation, something that I've watched hours-long debates about, read entire books about, taken full semester classes on, and he broke it down into two sentences. Akuo, this isn't going to be the last time that John explains the way Jesus is saving the world. He is going to hit us with that time and time again, over and over and over. The word believe is actually thought to be the key word of John's entire account. You can find that word believe, or some form of it, 98 different times throughout the 21 chapters that John wrote. Ninety-eight times. And this is one of the other reasons I felt led for us to do this series through the book of John. Because there is nothing more foundational to our faith than the gospel of Jesus. There is nothing more foundational to how we will live out the rest of our lives than the life that Jesus led. There is nothing more sturdy for us to stack our lives on than how Jesus gave everything up for us." And John continues this exact idea in the rest of chapter one. There John writes, "'So the word, Jesus, became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John, the Baptist, not the author of this book, testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, this is the one I was talking about when I said, someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am for he existed long before me. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. Now, this might not seem like that much, but what John put into these four verses right here is absolutely huge. First, he makes sure that everyone knows that Jesus is the Son of God. This is like a mega kickoff for anyone that would have been listening to someone read this, right? Like kind of going back to our TV show and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, the little mousy guy in the corner, he's the killer. Now let's go watch the show. And you're like, wait, what? like you never would have seen that coming. Huge deal. Then, God also explains that Jesus is God, right? Not only the Son, but is God. Now, the, only part, the other part that is so important, and this gets back to the idea that John is doing the, his best to write Genesis 2.0, is that John writes that the law was given through Moses, the hero of the Jewish faith, but that law didn't give them everything. Moses fell short of what was going to be eventually needed for everyone the most important prophet of the entire Jewish scripture is actually not as important as Jesus because Moses didn't have. He couldn't give what Jesus did. And according to John, that is the unfailing love and faithfulness of God. Let me say that again. The laws of the Jewish religion could do a lot of things for them. That law could help them stop studying astrology, or casting spells, or being superstitious, or even being a little stitious, But the law would never give them the faithfulness that comes from God trusting in you. The law could keep them from all kinds of sin, but the law could never help them experience God's unfailing love. The law helped create a system of power for the people that publicly upheld it. But the law could never reveal God to us. That's what John said. Only Jesus could do that. Akuo. The same things are true today. The laws of the Old Testament can't save you because they were never set up for that. The laws of the Old Testament were guidelines to help you to get to the time of year when you would sacrifice an animal to atone for your sins against God. But as John says, there is no love or faithfulness in that. God wasn't revealed in that. The only thing we would see in those laws is ourselves. We can only see the ways that we fall short in the laws of the old covenant. But in Genesis 2.0, it was different. It was better. Instead of of seeing ourselves, we see God the Father. We see Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice given up for us. We see God. We see his faithfulness. We see his love. We see God in the flesh. We see Jesus. Akuo, there is nothing more sturdy than that. There is nothing better you can build your life on than Jesus. Jesus. And for some of you, you've never believed or accepted that Jesus lived the life that he did and that he was God. Now, if that's you, I want to give you a chance to do that right now. There is an incredibly simple way that you can do that. All you have to do is simply believe. You don't need your life to be right. You, can't, you don't have to be like, man, when I get this stuff together, when I kick that habit, I'll go to Jesus. No, you start now because you don't have to jump through a bunch of religious hoops. All you have to do is simply believe. You just have to make that decision, that, that decision today that you're going to believe in the best way that you possibly can, that Jesus lived the life he did and that he was God. By doing that, you're in. You are a child of God. Your identity has changed to that. And right now you will be able to get a spiritual Rebirth. At least that's how John explained it. Now, to confirm that belief, all you need to do is have a simple conversation with Jesus, which we would call a prayer. And to make things a little easier for you, for you having this first prayer and conversation with Jesus, I'm going to ask that all of our community here at Akuo will pray along with you. So if you want to confirm that belief in Jesus, I'd just like to ask you to bow your head and pray something like this. Just say, Jesus I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now, let's keep our heads bowed. And now, whether you have believed in Jesus and had this this community with him and been able to have conversations with him for for the last four seconds or the last four decades, and you want to commit yourself to building your life on the most sturdy foundation possible, then what I'd like you for, to do is pray something like this along with me. Just say, Jesus, thank you for everything you've done for me. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for laying your life down for me. Jesus, thank you for the life you led. Jesus, thank you for your name. Jesus, let me build my life on you. Jesus, show me the ways you want me to show the world that I am a part of your family. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for everything. And we pray all of these things in your holy, mighty, awesome, beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Now, before you go, there are a few things I do want to share with you. Now, we talked about it last week. I mentioned it a little bit in the service. I want to mention it again. We are doing our best to move into the building for services here at Akuo Church. Now, this is going to be just phase one. Basically, we'll have heat. <laughs> and we can be comfortable while we're in here. That's going to be like phase one. and you know. So while we, this is very exciting, I just want to make sure that we are tempering your expectations because we still have a lot of work for us to go before we get it to a point where we feel comfortable with the, the building, the area that we are in. So please be patient with us as we start to make this move sometime in the next few months. And the next thing I want to share with you are our community groups. Guys, they kicked back up last week and I can't tell you how awesome it was to be able to start meeting up with you again. Like, like I always talk about, uh, you know, I've got my 6 a.m. breakfast meeting on Monday mornings at, at the original donut shop and I was so happy to sit down and hang out with a couple of dudes that, that I appreciate and love and just eat a taco and, and talk about our lives and and some of the things that Jesus is doing in our lives. And so, it, it, I'm, I don't have the only group. We have so many going on all week long and I want to encourage you guys to be a part of this because I say this all the time. Joining one of these groups might be the best thing that you ever do while you're here at Akuo. Now, of course, the best thing that you can do is believing in Jesus, but that's like the second best thing that you can do here. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you about is how... We are sacrificially generous here at Akuo. There are many ways to do it, and no matter how you are being sacrificially generous to the church, we want you to be listening to God to see how much he wants you to be giving. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, one of the many ways that you can express your generosity here at Akuo, uh, it's through the biblical method of giving called tithing. This is one of the many ways that you can go ahead and and do that. And that just means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, that could be a place where you start, but it, it could be something different. It could be more, it could be less. What we want you to do is be talking to God during this because that's what we do at Akua. We listen, we talk to him, right? And so we want you to be talking with him during the sacrificial giving a decision that you might have to make. Now, sacrificial giving might not be a possibility for you right now, uh, because things are really tough for you and your family. With the, the way that all this craziness has been going on, you might not be in the best spot financially. And if that's you, I want you to reach out to us and let us know that how we can help you. Help us help you. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help and doesn't necessarily want to start that conversation, talk with us and we can get that conversation started. Then to do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send me an email directly at humby.sedveta at or you can call the church at 210-901-8785. That, also, that number also receives text messages, so you can do that. Now, if you are willing to sacrificially give here to Kuo, the way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, that's okay, we have an option for you as well. We also have our PO box available if you would like to send your sacrificial giving through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your sacrificial gift to Akuo at p.o box 100 125 san antonio texas 78201 all right guys that is all that i have for you today i just want you to know that i love and appreciate each and every one of you and i will be praying for you now and we will continue to pray for you throughout our days so long as you're here so long as we know you we will be praying for you so before we go one last time let me just pray for you so just Jesus, I just thank you for today. I thank you for the way that you have been moving. I thank you for the way that your words have been softening hearts out there. I pray that as people turn off their their TVs, close up their laptops, and put away their phones, that you would continue to speak to them throughout the week. I pray that they would be able to see your awesomeness. I pray that they would be able to see your unfailing love, your unending grace, and your incredible faithfulness. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that I have for you this week. I will see you at a community group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akouo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O k o-o-o.church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching A Cool Old Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.